us a spring break. Um, but we do have Ramadan. We do have two Eids. Um, we do prefer to take our children on vacation on the off season. <laughs> Welcome to Successfully Speaking with Tyler Smith-Barbosa and myself, Jessica Courtney Rivera. Tyler and I are very good friends of, oh my God, 20 years. We've grown up together, become mothers together, planned weddings with one another, and now we're here growing businesses and riding the waves of life. Thanks for joining us. So... I started homeschooling right when the pandemic hit, pretty much. Um, We have been thinking about, me and my husband have been thinking about homeschooling uh, prior to COVID-19. And the reason was, at the time, I was the recreational director at a gymnastics facility. But the time that I had to be to work and the time that my kids got home from school, like, I just never could see them. And it was also really hard for them to get them to try to do gymnastics, too, because I had worked about an hour away from home. So I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, how do I spend more time with my kids? How do I teach them the things that I want to teach them? And how do I get them into a sport? Um, And the answer to all those questions really was homeschool. So we were like, okay, we you know, we might do homeschool next year. then March 2019 hit and they closed all the schools. And I was like, you know what? This is like the perfect time to do a trial and error for homeschool. Let's just go ahead and tackle it and see if this is for us. And if it's not, then she'll just go back to school with everyone in the fall. But if so, you know, we could just keep the ball rolling from there. So that's what we did. We, we actually didn't do any of the work that the teachers gave us. We was like, just forget it. We're just going to go ahead and start now. And we just kind of like did, um, saw, kind of felt where she was at with school. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of like finished off the school year in that way. How did you get started with homeschool? So for me, um, as a teacher, I was already in the classroom. Um, I already knew how things work in the school. Um, and it was just so much that I just, I didn't love um, and I didn't love it for my kids. So fast forward, um, the pandemic hits and we're like, okay, similar to you, like this is a perfect time to see if this will work for our family. Um, And we just kind of fell in love with being together, like having our kids. My husband was working from home. I was working from home finally. And, um, you know, all that time before it was something that we wanted to do, but it just didn't seem possible with all the things like with work. Um, At that time, I was thinking about going back for my master's. Um, My husband was thinking about going back to school at that time. And it just didn't seem like something that would really be possible. It's so funny because my oldest daughter, she's now 11. She's going into sixth grade this year. So we officially started homeschooling in her fourth grade year. So we're going on our third year of homeschooling. Um, but I remember when she first started school, every day when I would drop her off at school, she would say, like, why can't you just stay home and homeschool me? And, I, and every day I would tell her, like, I have to go to work. I have to do work stuff. 
Um, this was before me and my husband were married, so I was still a single parent, and the homeschool was not even like a thought. It, it was completely impossible. There would be no way I could support her and homeschool her. It was like completely out of the question. Um, but I think that her asking me that every single day kind of like that it, it left a mark somewhere in the back of my head. So when we started th- thinking about homeschool, I'm like, she would, she would love this. She would completely love this. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. So for us, um, I'm sorry for us, when we started, um, we weren't sure if Layla would like it because Layla is really, she's a social butterfly. She's a people, she's a people person. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Um, so, but we also noticed that there were a lot of things that Layla did love and she will bring to our attention. Like, you know, I really like that we're doing so much together or, you know, cause Layla, because she's so social, she really craved that from her family too. Um, And then it was just like, you know, we started talking to her about it and asking her like, well, what do you think if we start homeschool? And there were some things that she was like drawn to that was not really like that she would have her own computer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for her, that was like a huge plus. Uh, But, you know, after a while, she was like, you know, okay, I, I think I'll I think I'll try it. I think I'll try. I'll try it out. Test it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys did homeschool last year, but you used a different curriculum, right? Or someone else's curriculum. Right. So, so far we've been homeschooling for two years. Um, she's going into fourth grade and we started right in the end of first grade. So after the pandemic hit, everyone came home for school and they were kind of doing a version of like online school, but it really wasn't much. It was like an hour, you know, in the morning. Um, and then it was like some workbook pages for them to do later. So we just started there. Like we decided, okay, like once she's done that stuff, we'll supplement with our own stuff. And we started kind of just like trying things out, trying different techniques, trying different learning spaces. Um, But it definitely wasn't something that was like set in stone because I was pregnant and my baby was, you know, due. And I was like going through all the morning sickness and the like, you know. So, um, yeah, then the next year we started with the online um, charter school which was last year. Yeah. So I, we never wanted to do any like virtual school, online charter school. And I had even looked at um, other curriculums too. And I just wasn't, not that they weren't great. Some of them were really great. Um, it just didn't quite fit into what we wanted. Like I said, we wanted to teach her our own things. Um, you know, like I'm really big into plants and herbs and, and gardening and earlier we had talked about the apocalypse and that was like one of my biggest things like you got to know how to survive and how to grow your own when the apocalypse hit um so (laughs) and I think growing up in the city and just even like in modern day not a lot of people are in touch with agriculture and I just feel like that's like we got like I got to teach you this I got to know this so trying to find the like the right homeschool curriculum was hard and then we just was like but let's just write it ourselves um mm-hmm. and, and you know this about me like if she could do it I could do it like if if 
you know, little Miss Susie Q can write a curriculum. I can write a curriculum. Like, what's a curriculum? But some, you know, some stuff thrown together. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was scary. You know, like, I'm like, what if it's not enough? What if she doesn't learn enough? What if, I don't know, I just leave her, like, mentally crippled. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was was scared. Um, What I love the most, though, is that Florida has this um, app. It's called Sea Palms. And it lists mm-hmm. every grade and every subject, and it lists what their expectations are for each grade and each subject. So I kind of use that as a guideline mm-hmm. when I'm writing her curriculum. I'm like, okay, this is what they're expecting kids to know, you know, at, the, at this age. So at a base level, you know, we can still learn that type of stuff but in a way that's, that's great for us. Right. So we started out with the online charter school. Um, and it was mostly because, so a, a few reasons. At the same time that I decided to homeschool, I decided to start a business. <laughs> so coming from being in a classroom and having this like super official way of writing plans and writing curriculums and lesson plans and things, um, I just didn't feel like I could do it to my own expectation. And write the curriculum for my child care program and, you know, all the business stuff and the setup. And I just felt like, you know, I just wanted to see someone else's stuff, basically. Um, and then also one thing that I really, really liked was they the homeschool program provided everything. So they provided the computer, the headset, the auto tech gear, the science experiments, the books, everything, like everything was there. It was like, we got all these boxes in and we did like unboxing and she, she got so excited from opening up the boxes. Um, and so I feel like that kind of pulled me toward it because it was like, okay, this is already done. It's already packaged up nice and neat. There's a bow on it. All I gotta do is open it up. How much was that? It was free. Oh, it was free. It was free. Yeah, because it's a, a charter school. It's an online charter school. So it's aligned with the Philadelphia School District of Education. Everything was there. I didn't have to think about anything. It was literally school at home. Mm-hmm. And that was the problem. <laughs> that's, that's also why it did not work. <laughs> um, so it was just, you know... I had my reasons for loving it, but, um, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, she did two years of, um, online charter school because she did second grade and third third grade. grade. Third grade was last year. Um, and so now we're going into our fourth grade year and we are not doing the online charter school for, you know, a bunch of reasons. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i'm happy that we write curriculum um i think every year i get more and more confident about it and i'm i'm glad it's working i will say though in the beginning um it it, it wasn't working we definitely had to you know um what's the word i'm looking for we had to like r and r the whole homeschool adventure 
Um, Because you Mm -hmm. learn some things about yourself when you're trying to homeschool your kids. It's so different when Mm -hmm. you have from like dinner time to bedtime to really get in whatever it is that you got to get in with your kids. And now we're literally from wake up to lunchtime. So seeing how my kids like respond to different things all day was like completely new. Um, Mm -hmm. Parenting is parenting. But, you know, honestly, when you have kids who are in school, you're not parenting all day. You, You get there's some breaks in between. Um, mm-hmm. but now we're just, it's like full school. So one of the things that we had to learn was when, when I wrote out the, the schedule for the homeschool, I wrote it so that there was like no wiggle room. I'm going into this like drill sergeant mode. Like this is due on this day. And if it's not done, you fail. Like that's it. because I'm like you know you're home all day. You got the time. It's not, it wasn't necessarily a lot of work per se, just that I'm like, there's no reason why you should be able to get it done within these parameters. Um, and that wasn't working out. We also found out that Kai had ADHD. Now, this is a disclaimer because this is a self-diagnosed ADHD. Okay. <laughs> um, but once we started treating her as if she did, a lot of other things started like opening up, like the understanding of, of her own tweaks and, and, and things like that as well. <laughs> And that became really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those things was um, what time we started homeschool. So I was like, okay, you know, school starts at 8.30. Homeschool's going to start at 8.30 or 8 o'clock, you know, around that time. Um, and she had a pretty good bedtime. I think her bedtime at the time was like 8 o'clock when we first started homeschooling. So I'm like, you know, you're getting adequate amount of sleep. You've, you used to wake up at 7 o'clock or 6.50 to get up for regular school. So, you know, you're not even going nowhere anymore. So you can just use that same time to get ready for school. And it just was not working out. Um, and I noticed that when she's tired, she just does not participate as much. And when you're homeschooling, there's only one kid. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. have to participate. Do you ever remember, like, being in school, like, going to school and having your days where you're just like not in the mood you're not in the mood for it i'm not participating Mm -hmm. i'm not raising my hand today she could not have those days like every day it was like you need to show up every day um which has to be hard because you're home and it's like that's your space like you know yes so what we did was we transformed our um dining room area into the homeschool area we don't eat at a dining room table. We are your typical American family. We all sit down in front of the TV and we eat together that way. And it's great. You know what I mean? Like it's the way that we prefer it. We have our cute little setup with our um, dinner TV trays. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, it works. So we, we weren't using the dining room anyway. So it was like, you know, let's just go ahead and, um, transform this area so we i painted the dining room table with dry erase paint so they can just use it as scrap paper paper i remember that because because you know like again the apocalypse i don't like wasteful things um and we also painted the wall um for dry erase too so we have like an actual board we have some stuff for them to scribble on on the table which was also great for my toddler too because she would just draw on the table and i think that was Mm -hmm. probably the best time she's had in her life, right? Like just being able to draw on tables. It, it, it did backfire, of course, when we went to other places. And I told her, you can't write on everybody's tables. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, but yeah, so then we, we pushed the homeschool time back from a certain at eight o'clock or eight 30. We pushed it back to nine o'clock. Homeschool starts at mm-hmm. nine. And if she's tired, okay, we'll start at nine 30 today. And we just became more fluid in that way. And it, and it turned out to be better. Right. She was better off. What about so you? I what? feel like for us, um, we didn't really have the problem of like trying to figure out a schedule. Um, Layla started out asynchronous, um, which is like she's not in a classroom with other students or a live teacher. So I received her curriculum and I still had to give the instruction. It was like if I had purchased a box curriculum myself and, you know, we were at home and I had to give her the instruction. Or if, if the like, thing was, well, is, is this, I'm sorry, that's very similar too, right? To, um, I guess, like a regular teacher in a classroom. Because they won't necessarily make right. their own curriculum. They would just, this is the curriculum for the year. Right. So there, in the classroom, there's a curriculum, but you do have to lesson plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing that you don't have to do whenever you're participating in an online public or charter school. Okay. I didn't have the lesson plan because the lessons were literally there. Everything was broken down, lesson by lesson, day by day. And really, if you look at the book, it's kind of like a script. So if I didn't have the experience, I didn't necessarily need it okay. because it was there and it was really self-explanatory, um, self-explanatory. Um, but from the very beginning, that was something that I knew, like I knew for sure that I did not want it to feel so structured because that was one of my issues in the classroom as a teacher. Um, I just feel like, you know, sitting at a desk is not necessary in, in the times that we're in. And for the types of careers that we're trying to, you know, prepare our children for, it's just not necessary. So, you know, I feel like the issue with the online charter or public schools is that you are tied to the desk because you're tied to the computer. And, you know, when you can supplement, it's completely allowed. Like they had no problem with me supplementing, but then there was like documentation and answering to this person and that person. And I just felt like, I felt like I had too much. Yes, too much. (laughs) Yeah, like I didn't like it. I didn't like um, having to sign into the computer at a certain time. And, And as long as you sign in, by nine o'clock, you're fine. Your attendance is counted. Um, you don't have to necessarily start working on anything. And so that's what we did for a while. But it just still didn't feel, it still felt really boxed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that it didn't work for us. So what made you do it for two years? So the first year I thought, because I also um, included homeschool children in my program, my childcare program. And so I thought the first year that maybe I was just overwhelmed, that maybe I just had a lot going on. There was like, you know, friendship stuff going on. And like, I just thought maybe this year we'll do it differently. You know, I won't homeschool as many children. So last year I only homeschooled Layla and two other girls. Um, I felt like, you know, maybe now that I know what to expect, I'll be able to like 
you know, mold it into what I need it to be. Um, and I won't say it was horrible. It's, it's not that I absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Like I had an idea in my mind of what homeschool would be for our family. And that ain't it. No, I get that. The, the first year we did homeschool, it was very interactive. Um, we, we still kind of do this now where all of her subjects kind of like revolve around one um, central theme just so that they all kind of like align with it. So, you know, you, you're looking at it from different points of views, different perspectives, different angles to get the full picture and the full story. Um, so what we did was at the end of um, her fourth grade for her like end of year exam, instead of like sitting down and having this like really long super exam, we did like a scavenger hunt. Um, mm. So at one point, so first off, we, we framed our house so that the mailbox is true north, right? The mailbox is across the street from the house. That's true north. So that's what we're starting off with because we had did a lot of geography, a lot of coordinates. We had did some astrology. We had did some obviously math, stuff like that. So, you know, true north. So I would start off with... Um, kind of like a puzzle she had to put a puzzle together what fraction matched what number fraction and once she put it together on the back of it it had said like go um due east and you'll find something there and then she would go there and it would be like another type of puzzle so it was kind of like Mm -hmm. combining all of those subjects together for her to really get like a, a grasp a full grasp of everything that we did so it was math science reading astronomy um, geography, like all that just kind of like jumbled into one big fun day. And it was a really fun day. It took us like four hours to completely complete it, but she had fun like the whole entire time. And I thought that was cool. We also like dissected a brain that year too, which was also a brain. A brain. Yeah. Oh, it was a lamb's brain. We bought off of Amazon. And let me tell you, you could buy anything on Amazon. Okay. You really can. Like you really can. You really can. Um, cause I was, when I was looking into it at first, I was looking at, um, I was Google, you know, like Googling for other homeschoolers, like what, what do they use? And someone was like, like, go to your local but- butcher. And I'm like, all right, like all like a local butcher shop. And I was like, mm-hmm. let me just, let me just check Amazon real quick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, lo and behold, lamb's brain. So I was like, this is great. Um. But then last year, we weren't as interactive as I would have hoped to be. We were very, like, sedentary. So Why do you think that is? I think, hmm, why do I think we were sedentary last year? I just didn't allow for there to be, I wasn't as creative writing the curriculum. Okay. I think there was, there was, I wasn't being creative and I was like low key being lazy about it. Like, let's just go ahead and get this out the way. And I, and I regret that. Um, so this year, again, we're turning it around and being more interactive in the way that we're learning. I think that's really important because even with writing the curriculum, um, some of the things like this year we're doing microbiology and as I'm writing curriculum, I'm saying things like, man, if I would have learned this this way, I would have got it. Like, the first, mm-hmm. the first time, instead of being like, wait, what, go back, do that again, what right. you talking about? Um, so I think it's really important to be interactive for, for homeschool. Yeah. I think that that's the thing about homeschool. It's definitely 
trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you see something and you're like, okay, let me see how I can make that work for us. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I know this year I did a lot of research um, on like unschooling and like trying to figure out if that was something that I wanted to do. Um, because a lot of the principles of homeschooling, I definitely agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, there were other things that I just didn't feel like was, you know, best for us. So we're kind of this year. I don't want to say it's like a combination because it's really not. There's like no combination. It's it's more so, it is much more free. Um, and I feel like I'm more engaged um, when it comes to like the actual um, carrying out the activity, if that makes sense. Like not as a teacher, but as a student myself, like I'm really participating with Layla. Um, and I feel like that's just different from what we've done before. It's definitely awesome too. And I say this because that's one of my pros for homeschooling. Um, not only am I relearning a lot of things and learning a lot of new things too, but when, when you're an actual participant as well, it's like, it just makes it way more adventurous almost. It's like, okay, let's, um, let's go through this together. One of the things that I love about homeschooling that kind of like has um, rubbed off on my daughter is when you find something interesting, like go dive into your own little, your own little niche about it and explore it. And that's the part about unschooling that I love, that it's very interest-based. Right. So right now Um, my daughter, right now my daughter is obsessed with the Romanoff dynasty, like obsessed with it. Um, Ever since she found out that Anastasia from the the Disney animated series, ever since she found out that that was based off of a real story, and I had, you know, I had ran down a synopsis of what had happened, and she was like, that's wild. And she just kind of like went on her own little binge. So they have um, The Last Czar on Netflix. She had watched that, and she just kept like coming up to me like, did you know that Alexi had a blood disorder? Did you know? And just like, I'm like, okay. Um, so this year for history, we're supposed to be doing African history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told her like, we can do, um, a quick stint on the Romanoff dynasty before we jump into the African history. She's like, yeah, like she's totally with it. She's like super excited. Um, but in, so in writing that curriculum, I'm learning about Russian history. Never was I interested in Russian history. Never did I care about Russian history. Never did I know anything about Russian history. Okay. Right. But doing so, I'm like, I know Russian history. You know what I mean? And it just kind of like, <laughs> it just makes things kind of like add up to today too. Because again, it's viewing things from different perspectives. One of the things that I don't like about regular school is that there's a very Eurocentric theme to history. Um, yeah, I do feel like traditional schooling is like, especially when it comes to like brick and mortar government school I feel like you know it is and this is coming from a teaching perspective Mm -hmm. it is very much so written from one side yes um and as much as we want it to be diverse and inclusive it's really diverse and inclusive of American you know culture 
What do you mean? Even so, for example, um, when we talk about diversity or inclusion in in the classroom as teachers, we we okay, you know, we need posters of you know families in different places, but when it comes to the material that we teach, we still teach in English. Got it. We still. Um, have an understanding of the rest of the world from an American perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when we're talking about even like American history, we start American history off in Europe, which, okay, I see your point, but there are also other worldly points that got us to where we are as well, which, right. which are just, uh, just as important to know. Right. Or even African American history. Um, and not, and not necessarily African American history, but just, you know, when, when we get into that time, which is a very small window um, of, you know, speaking about like, you know, slavery and things like that, there's never any backstory. Yeah, I think most of what I know about African history, I've learned as an adult, because African American mm -hmm. history usually starts off in America which makes sense because African American history, you know, I understand why, but they also don't explain how that happened. Right. So, so one of the big things that we do for our history is prerequisites. Okay. But this mm -hmm. is, why are we here? How do we get here? So we did do American history this past school year, but one of the things that we started was like, what, you know, how did America become America? And so we started off with, um, you know, the the Silk Road actually, which is in one of the most ancient trade routes ever that spanned it from China all the way up to to Europe. But talking about mm -hmm. how the Silk Road came to be, how people wanted to kind of like bypass the Silk Road and get there a whole lot faster, how they started to circumnavigate the um the world and how because of circumnavigation, how they needed ports onto different parts of the world in order to mm -hmm. refuel and then how those ports led to people trading with African and, you know, and just like, kind of like how it just right. like enveloped. Right. <laughs> um, so I thought, I thought that was a good place to start, but then I was like, okay, we, you know, we've done American history and for her, we learned about government and we learned about the American revolution. Okay. Then let's take a step back even further and talk about African history now. And then we're going to tie that into the American history. It's like up to where we are today. Um, mm -hmm. but, but like you said about it being so diversified, you know, in third grade, you know, excuse me, fourth grade, when we did fourth grade, um, we had studied medicine for a bit. So we look at the history of medicine and mm -hmm. we had studied like Egyptian um, pamphlets and, and their medical remedies. But we also studied, studied like um, kind of like when Islam came up and was big and how their contribution to medicine is still very much mm -hmm. in a lot of the medicine that we do today or even in a lot of the math and the sciences that we have today. And mm -hmm. like some things I never even put together. Um, and I, and I thought that that was brilliant. So we, you know, we had left off on, on the Islamic, um, like expansion. Um, and so when we learned about American history this school year, we kind of like started there too. Like, okay, you had the reconquista 
from Spain in 1492 and, and Arabs were very much so still in Spain up to 1492. So, so Spain didn't even really become a country until then. And, you know, like I said, we talk about Eurocentric uh, uh, teaching methods. We, we learn about England and when England became England, but it never it never even dawned on me that Spain wasn't really even Spain until 1492. That's a long time from when England right, became England right. up until because 1492, that's the same year that Christopher Columbus came to the Americas. Like that's year one for Spain. And that's just wild. And that's the thing I love about homeschooling. We get to teach our children what we feel is necessary for them to know on top of what's expected for them to know. So guys, if you happen to hear a beeping sound in my background, (laughs) it is an alarm. (laughs) It is our burglar alarm. And I just want somebody to tell me how to make it stop. Please. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our business tags at the Apothecary and Lotus Family Education Center. And listen to podcast updates at successfully underscore speaking on Instagram. Tune in next week when we share the juicy details of how we met our spouses. 